Video is critical because it offers three competitive advantages. Uh, we'll talk about video. There's what's called synchronous video, which yeah. is what you and I are doing right now. There's yeah. also asynchronous video, meaning a one-way communication video. Yeah. But what video allows you to do in either format is number one, humanize yourself. And so the average company will increase their pipeline coverage. So the number of opportunities in their pipeline yeah. by an average of 20% within six to 12 months. Process trumps platforms. So the idea is you develop your frameworks and your strategies first, yeah. and then you think of the platforms that become an accelerant to executing sales plays within that strategy. Uh, customers don't really want you or will have gone long enough with you not in their offices to be comfortable with you not in their offices. And I hear this all the time. We, we train hundreds of thousands of sellers and we ask them about when they add value, what, uh, what is their action plan with their next accounts. And still, there are so many sellers around the world that say, I add value. This episode is brought to you by Venture Mastery, a platform bringing you the best talent from the entrepreneurial world. The platform which connects successful entrepreneurs to other business owners aiming to achieve success. If you've ever wanted to get more leads, more customers, and more revenue, if you ever wondered what successful business owners do differently, what strategies do they follow? How do they apply and execute? If you ever wondered how other entrepreneurs manage to scale their businesses, then you're in the right place. Our mission is to become one of the best educational resources for entrepreneurs who have tried and failed continuously. Anyone can build a business, but only 1% can master it grow, scale, and prosper. We help you get into that 1% with proven methods used by seven-figure entrepreneurs from all around the world. We will cover all aspects of running a business successfully from a practical standpoint, covering everything you need to know about money and finance, leadership, sales, marketing, wealth management, mindset, and how to get you motivated day by day. So if you'd like to find out more about our programs, Keep up to date with our upcoming online courses and one-to-one -one interviews. Please follow us on either Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or other social media platforms of your choice at Venture Mastery. Or check us out online at www.venturemastery.co. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Fir Amri, founder and CEO of Venture Mastery. And today we have a special guest, Mr. Jamie Shanks, a worldwide leader in social sales, as I understand. And you are a managing partner of Sales for Life, a company. You are doing trainings and coaching for companies, especially in social selling. Correct, right. yes. Jamie, yeah. thanks for joining. How are you doing today? Fantastic. And yourself? I'm okay. I'm sitting and you are taking exercises as everybody can see. <laughs> it's yes. cool. This is a result of the epidemic probably that people are taking more exercises. Hopefully, I don't know, but hopefully, because I suppose you are at 
home right now? Or yeah, so this is a home office, an outdoor yeah. home office. Yeah. Uh, where I have to combine my work and exercise at the same time. Yeah. Okay. Um, as I understand, I, I read a little bit about you, about your background and about your story. Maybe it is similar to mine. I also started my career as a sales professional a long, long time ago as the so-called traditional sales structure. I was actually a door-to-door sales guy. I was selling cable TV and internet packages 20, around 20 years ago. So from that point onward, so many things have changed. And as I understood correctly, that's the way you were going with your business, especially as a result of the COVID or this epidemic, you feel the need of more of more selling online rather than meeting person to person, which I also find it extremely important, but I think this on or maybe two years of epidemic will teach us to sell better online. Am I correct? Yes. In fact, I, I got into this space. Uh, I was a vice president of sales at a software company, decided to leave and start my own consulting business, Yeah. which after two years had been failing because I didn't have a, a standard product. I didn't have yeah. a solution that was of great market need as a sales consultant. Yeah, it was just a generalist sales consultant. Yeah. And then uh, an opportunity arose where I saw the emergence of the internet, of social selling. I, you know, I coined the term social selling, but I saw tools like LinkedIn could be used for business-to-business development, grew up the business. And things like COVID, I mean, we had been talking about the power of digital for years yeah. before COVID. And now COVID has accelerated that. Yeah. Yeah. So from your perspective, for your business, it did more good than bad in terms of business for your. Yeah, it's too, it's it's sad to say that. But yes, it was yeah. what we call a tailwind because companies who have ignored the problem of digital sales can yeah. no longer ignore that. Yeah, um, I will try to get a little bit more specific details in some sort of this kind of sales things you are a professional in, for example, sales pipelines or or how to do your prospecting or how to successfully make sales online on social media platforms like LinkedIn, LinkedIn is actually the platform where we got to know each other. And that's how we came along and now we are doing an interview. And yes. from my from my experience, uh, getting interviews on LinkedIn is piece of cake for me, sincerely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no question that over the years, we've been able to develop a measurement criteria to the success of 
uh, modern digital selling because we focus on pipeline creation at scale and to become certified in our training curriculum, every seller needs to create a net new opportunity and be able to defend it in a business case uh, within 60 to 90 days. So what that does, it forces adoption and it forces pipeline creation at scale. Um, and so the average company will increase their pipeline coverage. So the number of opportunities in their pipeline yeah. by an average of 20% within six to 12 months. Yeah, yeah. And how do you approach this kind of... Um selling on social media platforms in B2B for B2B businesses. I mean, there is LinkedIn, of course, but there is Facebook, there is other social media platforms. For each one of them, you have some sort of specific uh, approach or strategy or framework, or you are advising for certain companies to to use more or less one of them? How do you approach this? There is an overarching framework, and that's the important piece, is that process trumps platforms. So the idea is you develop your frameworks and your strategies first, yeah. and then you think of the platforms that become an accelerant to executing sales plays within that strategy. So yeah. as an example, um, a strategy would be to monitor signal intelligence in your total addressable market of accounts yeah. and looking for time-based signals. So that's a strategy. Time-based signals, as an example, are like job changes. Well, what tools can I use to identify job changes in my market? Well, LinkedIn can show me those. So LinkedIn is the, the tool you use to execute the sales play the sales play rolls into the greater framework or strategy. Oh, I see. I understand. And what about uh, platforms like, which are not focused on B2B, for example, Facebook or Instagram. Um, Facebook and Instagram is more or, more or less entertaining uh, for most of us. And, but more and more businesses are using for their benefits. And in my interpretation, it looks like something you need to get popularity, which is much more uh, effective or like, for example, advertising. Here I mean, for example, even this video, in certain sense, this is entertaining and educational. At least we hope to be there. And this is something which you can uh, you can show off on, on Facebook or Instagram. So it's not necessarily for LinkedIn. Um, how do you see this when, when, for example, your clients might ask you how about these kind of social media platforms like Facebook or Instagram? Yeah, uh, Facebook is asked quite a bit for those that sell into what we'll call the micro SMB which yeah. means micro, small to medium businesses where yeah. Yeah. there might only be a few employees and they use Facebook as, you know, that company uses Facebook as their pervasive uh, lead generation tool. Yeah. And again, it's always important to realize that you first develop a strategy. And if your strategy was to target 
geolocated um, HVAC and plumbing companies. Yeah. Uh, and you need to identify who's inside a market. You know, LinkedIn's okay, but Facebook might be better. But again, your strategy has to be defined first. And then you just look around and you say, what tools can help me? So if I lived in the DAC region in Germany, Austria, yeah, yeah. I would use Zip. And if I lived in South Korea, I might use Lion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so it's just, uh, it's first identifying the strategy and then looking around for the tool that'll solve that problem or accelerate the, um, the strategy itself. Yeah, yeah. And how do you cope or what do you recommend for uh, some of your clients or probably many of your clients have things like they, they, they don't necessarily want to put themselves out, like, for example, in a video or something like that, because they don't feel comfortable. But if you see other uh, business owners who are doing it, they are doing it really very, very successfully. What's your recommendation for them? Because in my interpretation, selling is not about selling something. It's about selling actually yourself. You are telling, you are, you are shooting a video about a certain topic. You are making a podcast or you are making whatever uh, useful content and you are distributing this kind of content on social media platforms and you get some reputation on the market and some authority on the market and this is i suppose this must also be part of your strategy or the part of the framework you are using or or teaching your uh, clients exactly so video is critical because it offers three competitive advantages. Uh, we'll talk about video. There's what's called synchronous video, which yeah. is what you and I are doing right now. There's yeah. also asynchronous video, meaning a one-way communication video. Yeah. But what video allows you to do in either format is number one, humanize yourself. Yeah. So that means that people buy from people and people buy from people they like. And so they can actually get to know people. That's one. Yeah. Number two is called synthesize. So look at this converse conversation we're having can be complex. Yeah. Me trying to write that and describe that in an email can't be done. Or yeah. at least you won't read it. It'll be too long. Yeah. yeah. But in a minute, I can say something very concise. Yeah. Uh, and the third is buying intent. So if you use asynchronous video, we use a tool called Vidyard Go Video. Yeah. I can track everyone that opens my videos. Yeah. So I can look at what accounts are interested, what accounts aren't. Okay, yeah. I'll focus on the accounts that are interested. Yeah. So yeah. to ignore video in the 2020s would be like ignoring email when it yeah. came out in the early 2000s. Yeah, that's I I fully agree with that. So <laughs> yeah. it's it's not a, that's the reason why I also started this <laughs> my own podcasting show for my own brand. Um, and besides this, video has so many other advantages like from video you can create basically audio content, you can create uh, even on ebook content, you can 
cut out some part of the videos which could be used for, I don't know, Instagram or Facebook, the other part for, for LinkedIn. And their purpose, it would be either for generating leads, for example, or, or simply increasing your popularity within that niche. Exactly. That's, uh, this, this, is a, this is a huge opportunity. And maybe one of the advantages of COVID of this epidemic, probably, I'm not sure, but I, I presume that there are so many sales of stuck stuffs like webcams and you know all all these kind of things, which which we, the technologies there it has been there basically for many years, and people, especially businesses, are getting accustomed to these thanks to COVID, basically, <laughs> or at least many of them. Am I right? Oh, 100%. 100%. And, um, COVID just took something that people thought was a nice to have, or maybe I'll change one day. Yeah. And you've just, you know, as a sales professional, you've just spent one year of your life. You know, you're, you're in Budapest. Yeah. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in North America. Yeah, COVID hit your country in February one year ago. It hit mine in March one year ago. So we have been sitting for an entire year having to sell completely different than anyone had ever sold in the last 50 to 100 years. And it's not going to change in all of the year 2021. And it might not change in the year 2022. Yeah. And so sellers have to realize that after years of this, a couple things are going to change. One, yeah. uh, customers don't really want you or will have gone long enough with you not in their offices to be comfortable with you not in their offices. So they're going to, they're going to see the advantages of, oh, we could do this over a Zoom call for 30 minutes rather than you flying in, me having to host you, yeah, give you yeah. water and cookies, ask you to leave. <laughs> so that's part one. And part <laughs> two, your own company's chief financial officer is, has been looking at the numbers and has realized, oh, my God, look at how much we were spending on flights yeah. and yeah. trains yeah. and buses. Yeah. Why are we doing that? Let's yeah. do everything through Zoom. And the CFO is not going to let you travel like they did before. <laughs> so yeah. this is your future. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, last uh, year in December, I think so, uh, a software company found me and they were looking for opportunities to make some more leads because uh, their problem was they made their, most of the sales were made on software-related uh, conferences and so on. And well, and I, I I felt the same thing with them that they were finding it extremely hard or uncomfortable to do something like what we are doing right now, um, or organizing uh, some workshops. Uh, it can be on Facebook, for example, live or or something like that. Or there are so many opportunities, but it's either the, the business owner or they simply don't find 
a person who is willing to do this kind of content. And this is also a good opportunity for people who are so who are not so introvert and they are willing to do stuff like this. They are actually right. enjoying it and they can have a much bigger advantage uh, against to other people who are better in that field in their working in. This can yes. be this can relate to a whole business actually and and I think that uh, smaller businesses who are good in this part now can grow and other businesses who are even bigger than them they can even die or go bankruptcy. A hundred percent. This will change the landscape. Uh, this uh, this is called de- it's democratized small businesses' ability to communicate with yeah. everyone. Yeah. Um, and that's how my business grew, uh, was through marketing content that allowed a small business in Toronto, Canada, to talk to companies in Europe, in Asia, yeah. uh, in Latin America. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Jamie. Uh, what else we could cover eventually? What is it that you might have for our audience that you feel that it would be a great value for them? What would you recommend, for example, for the future? Or what works, what doesn't work? Or or, or simply well, encouraging only, them to... I only do them. one thing in the world. So for your audience, it's... My job is to help companies create sales pipeline uh, at scale. And so in doing so, I I think taking the advice from your podcast here, which is if you don't get started on this journey, thinking, and I hear this all the time, we, we train hundreds of thousands of sellers and we ask them about when they add value, what, uh, what is their action plan with their next accounts? And still, there are so many sellers around the world that say, I add value when I'm live in the boardroom, when I'm physically in front of the customer. Yeah. What is your action plan? I'll, uh, when COVID is over, I'll go visit the customer. That's wishful thinking. Those days, at least in my country, it doesn't seem anywhere, anytime in the future. So recognizing that this is normal and embracing it and take advantage of this digital communication rather than waiting for it to change for you. Yeah. Or for bigger companies, what I would personally recommend, if they don't find themselves comfortable doing these kind of things, then find someone uh, who, who would do it happily. Exactly. Thank you for joining us. It was, I think it was extremely valuable and I really hope that we can continue this kind of meeting sometime in the future about other topics and we can eventually deep dive in all of them more deeply and see some more benefits and values from, from it. And go on 
I still can't see that you are sweating. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Jane, it was my pleasure. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. This episode was brought to you by Venture Mastery, one of the leading educational platforms for entrepreneurs aiming to grow and scale their businesses. Thanks for tuning in with me, your host, Phil Amory. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where we'll get you updated with our upcoming courses, one-to-one interviews, and latest entrepreneurial success stories from around the world. I'd be honored to hear your thoughts and feedback. So please leave your comments and help us in producing even more engaging and valuable content for our next episodes. Thanks for joining us.